This is News Fighter. We fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters, and welcome to episode 124 of News Fighters for August 2023. I'm your host, Dylan Bain, the J. Robert Oppenheimer of news comedy. News Fighters, beyond greatness. Now, for those of you who live in Sydney or have uh, leftover Qantas credits that they're using before the end of the year thanks to COVID, please, 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 I beg you, come along to the first ever News Fighters stage show live on stage at the Sydney Fringe Festival. Yes, I'm going to be doing a live podcast episode on Friday, September 15th at 6.50pm, that's 10 to 7, at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville with special guests including Daniel Itch, Stefan Pazur and TBA live on stage for the first and probably last time ever. So get your tickets now at burgerings.com. That's burgerings with two R's, no spaces, two words, dot com. Use the promo code FRIENDS for 10% off. That's the word FRIENDS for 10% off tickets. It's going to be me, mates, and wacky clips. What more do you want on a Friday night in Sydney? And it'll be over early enough for you to even maybe manage to have dinner somewhere. No promises, though. It is Sydney after all. Anyways, onto the show. And this month's episode is all about the cost of living crisis here in Australia. And... Boy, oh boy, things are looking pretty bad. A leading economist is now warning Australia is about to fall into a shallow recession as businesses go bust at the highest rate in seven years. After 12 rapid-fire rate rises, Australians have been pushed to the brink. Many are just one big bill away from financial ruin. Renting a home in Australia has never been more expensive. There's been a 34% increase in the number of people sleeping rough. It's estimated a third of Australians may find owning a home out of reach. We do expect the Australian economy to slow considerably. Yikes! But that's not the worst of it, according to Deputy Opposition Leader Susan Lee. I talk to people who are sitting having a quiet beer in a pub on a Sunday afternoon and working out that, you know, they'll get three schooners from their jug of beer and then they might have to go home. I mean, this is awful for a lot of Australian families. Yes, families are only getting three schooners from a jug of beer on a Sunday afternoon in this economy. Impeach Jim Chalmers. Meanwhile, Opposition Leader Peter Dutton knows exactly what's to blame for mortgages going up. It's the Indigenous voice to Parliament. The Prime Minister has blasted Peter Dutton for claiming that the government's focus on the Indigenous voice to Parliament is pushing up the cost of mortgages. The Prime Minister's obsession with the voice means that he's taken his eye off the ball when it comes to economic policy, and that's why you're paying more for your mortgage. Meanwhile, Channel 10 is blaming rising inflation on Taylor Swift. Aussies have mad love for Taylor Swift, but could that cause bad blood with the Reserve Bank? We have an inflation problem. It's hard to shake it off. And here I was thinking it was the invasion of Ukraine that led to uh, rising grain prices that's led to bread costing $5 a loaf. Actually, it's Taylor Swift's fault. Can someone get uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin on the line? I've got a new target for him. Yes, send Prigozhin to Nashville right now. What's that? Oh. No, seriously, though, a lot of Aussies are in a severe cost of living crisis at the moment. And our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, won't let a single minute go by without reminding us that he knows what it's like to do it tough. So many people out there are doing it tough. So many families are doing it really tough. I get that people 
are doing it tough. Many Australians, they're doing it really tough. People are doing it tough out there. But we know that people are doing it tough. People out there are doing it tough. People are doing it tough. Some people are doing it really tough because we know that people are doing it tough. Some people are doing okay while others are doing it really tough. I know what it's like. Uh, to do it tough. Yeah, not as tough as your speechwriters, Albo. Clearly the cost of living crisis has uh, even stopped Albanese's advisors from being able to afford a thesaurus. Yes, all those grabs of Albo saying the same thing over and over was all from one morning's TV news interviews in which Sunrise's Natalie Barr had the ultimate gotcha question for our empathetic PM. We're here this morning, Prime Minister, that students are pretending to go to the toilet at school, then they are rummaging through other kids' bags to steal their lunches. That's coinciding with the interest rate rises. This is under your watch. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Albo, why aren't you rummaging through kids' lunchboxes and putting sandwiches in there? That's, that's the Prime Minister's job, isn't it? And of course, like any good school sandwich, Albo had his answer for that question pre-prepared in advance from the night before, and it was a double-decker. Well, I know what it's like to do it tough, Nat. And uh, for many families out there, they are doing it tough. Yes, problem solved. Thanks, Albo. So with the Prime Minister clearly aware that many are doing it tough, in his words, during this cost-of-living crisis, uh, and with the government having recently announced a $20 billion surplus... Surely that means we can expect some more cost of living relief from Canberra, right? <laughs> right? But don't expect further cost of living support from Canberra. But that doesn't mean any of it's going back into taxpayers' pockets in additional support. We're not currently working on a new package of cost of living relief. All right, cool. Sorry, kids. No sandwiches this week. Old mate Jim's got to pay off the old job keeper from the pandemic. Oh, and also the Taylor Swift tickets are really expensive. Of course, one reason many Aussies have less money in their pockets right now is because the tax man took more than they were expecting. Many finding a lower than expected return or even a tax bill. I don't understand how you tax me so much and then you're telling me that I still owe you money. Yes, hello fellow Aussies and welcome to the tax debt headache that us freelancers have to deal with every year. But it's not your fault, it's all because of a disappearing $1,500 lamington. People earning under $126,000 will lose $1,500 as the low and middle income tax offset comes to an end. Affectionately known as the lamington, the federal government's low and middle income tax offset. It was brought in as a temporary measure by Malcolm Turnbull in the 2018-19 federal budget. This tax plan is a very compelling one. Yes, a very compelling one for the Liberals to try and buy their way into winning elections with tax handouts and then when it expires make Labor look like massive greedy tax grabbers. The federal government today recommitted to an effective tax hike in next month's budget. More than 10 million middle-income Australians will face one of the largest tax hikes in history this year. Yes, and then Deputy Liberal Leader Susan Lee went out of her way to blame Labor for their own policy. This is just another hit to Australian families already going backwards. Yeah, Labor, it's your fault the Liberals booby-trapped a temporary tax cut to make you look bad. Bad Labor! And wouldn't you know it, Albanese wasn't going to be taking the blame for it either. We're not responsible for all of the decisions that the former government made. I'm sorry, Prime uh, Minister, you didn't answer my question. Well, I did. We're not responsible for... Josh Frydenberg's budget. Yes, and thank God or they'd be back in black mugs and commuter car parks everywhere. But don't worry, you overburdened taxpayers. There's some tax relief 
just around the corner. Australians will get further tax relief next year when the Stage 3 tax cuts kick in. Yes, that's right. The Liberal Stage 3 tax cuts that Labor fully supported so it would win the last election will kick in next financial year. And I'm sure you all remember who's going to benefit from those. That'll take $243 billion out of the budget and put it back in wealthy pockets over the next decade. Oh, goody. That's a real Labor policy for social change if I've ever heard one. Now, moving on to the single biggest source of pain during the current cost of living crisis, housing. Now, if you don't know what housing is, it's kind of like a fixed structure that everyone used to live in before we were all evicted during the current housing crisis. Anyways, it's not just rents going up 25% this year that's ridiculous. So is the amount of income you need to buy a house. To buy a home with a 20% deposit on a 6.18% interest rate, spending no more than a third of income on mortgage repayments, a household would need to earn $245,000 a year to buy a house in Bankstown, 369000 in Carlingford, 197000 in Guildford. Yes, and don't worry if the 200 k in income you need to buy in Guildford sounds expensive. I've been told the uh, neighbourhood still comes with free drive-by shootings, and they're quite regular. And if you're wondering how anyone is expected to make $200,000 a year so they can afford to buy in Western Sydney, well, don't worry, Tony Abbott will tell you how to do it. The way for everyone to get ahead in this country, as every migrant community knows only too well, is quite simple. It's to go to school. It's to get a job. It's to make the most of your circumstances, whatever they might be. Yes, just make the most of your circumstances. Just because having four simultaneous full-time minimum wage jobs at once means you still can't afford to get on the Sydney property ladder doesn't mean you still can't make the most of your circumstances. You know, like hang a nice picture of the Pope in your tent. There you go, spruce it up a bit. Uh, The next season of The Block is going to be sponsored by like Ray's Outdoors or Decathlon. They're going to show you all sorts of tips for renovating your tent. Stay tuned. Mind you, if you don't like Tony Abbott's idea of just Working harder, Philip Lowe, the outgoing governor of the Reserve Bank, has a solution to the housing crisis. Live at home with your mum and dad or find yourself a housemate. That's the advice from the Reserve Bank governor as the nation continues to grapple with the housing crisis. We need more people, on average, to live in each dwelling. Yeah, thanks, Philip. So I guess that means you're happy to move in with me and my partner and our cat into an almost affordable uh, Sydney studio apartment when our lease expires next year and uh, you're out of the job. I'll do you a very good deal on rent, only $200,000 a month. Meanwhile, Labor's solution to the housing crisis is to build more social housing. Sorry, did I say build more social housing? I meant set up an investment fund that might build more social housing one day if it ever turns a profit. Under Labor's policy, $10 billion will be invested into a future fund using estimated annual earnings of $500 million to build 6,000 social and affordable homes each year for five years. Yes, you know, the same way your super balance always pays a dividend of 5% every year and never, ever, 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 ever goes backwards. Remember when it went backwards during the GFC? Remember that? Remember? Remember? And during COVID, remember? Remember how your super doesn't go up all the time? That's the problem here. Also, those 30,000 homes over five years definitely won't solve the problem when it's estimated we have a current shortfall of over 500,000 right now. Well, I guess maybe we should just be thankful we finally have a Prime Minister who at least talks about public housing, even if it's Mostly just for his log cabin story. It says a lot about our great country 
that the son of a single mum who was a disability pensioner, who grew up in public housing down the road in Camperdown, can stand before you tonight as Australia's Prime Minister. Meanwhile, the whinging idealistic Greens are holding up the builders from getting started on this massive shortfall of housing that may or may not get built because they want a guarantee of more housing sooner and Albanese is threatening an early election. The Greens want an extra $2.5 billion spent on public and affordable housing and a ban on unlimited rent increases. There have been talks, but the Prime Minister's threat of a double dissolution looms large. Well, I don't anticipate that there'll be an election this year. Uh, But quite clearly, we have a mandate for this. Yes, come on, Greens. Labor has a mandate. Where you define a mandate as not winning the balance of power in the Senate. You know, a mandate. Labor's Jason Clare is incensed the Greens are holding this up in the Senate. You know, we've got the Liberal Party and the Greens in bed together while there's people sleeping on the streets. You've got the Libs... And the, and the Greens and the Nats all in bed together stopping this. Yes, the Greens are in bed with everyone. And, and you're surprised, Labor? You didn't legalise gay marriage when you had the chance when you were last in power. And now you're, now you're shocked you haven't been invited to the, the Greens orgy or to join the Greens polycule? Come on. Meanwhile, Sky News' Joe Hildebrand claims he's been hanging out with homeless people and they're angry at the Greens too. And I've spoken to homeless people themselves about that and they are disgusted at the Greens and and they just cannot believe that they are blocking it. Yeah, but it's not like the Greens are blocking the housing bill because they want, you know, like free weed brownies mailed to everyone under 30 once a month, though that might be in their policy platform, I haven't read it online. Uh, The Greens are trying to negotiate for there to be more social housing built because Labor isn't promising enough. And lo and behold, Labor found some money to try and get them on side. The federal government has announced a $2 billion social housing accelerator fund for states and territories. The one-off funding commitment has been welcomed by housing advocates and the building industry. This is new money right now for social housing. And the Liberals' Jane Hume couldn't believe it. Well, interesting, isn't it, that there was additional $2 billion found down just, you know, the back of the couch a couple of weeks ago. Yes, and fun fact, the last Aussie politician to find $2 billion down the back of a couch was Malcolm Turnbull when he was doing his spring clean. I have been extraordinarily lucky. Yes, but that $2 billion one-off payment wasn't enough for Greens housing spokesman Max Chandler Mather whose name sounds like it's made up by Agatha Christie writing a 90s sitcom, he and his party also want rent caps. What we're proposing today is a two-year national rent freeze because rents are out of control. In fact, they've uh, increased seven times faster than wages since the pandemic began. Yes, and I'm guessing that's not the only kind of caps the Greens want legalised, if you know what I mean, drugs. And uh, with everyone's rents increasing way above inflation this past year, uh, Labor, of course, said no way. The Commonwealth does not control rents. The Commonwealth does not have the capacity either to abolish the private rental market. You're the Treasurer. You you don't have have any thoughts on whether a rent freeze is a good or a bad idea for the economy? Well, my thoughts are we're better off trying to encourage supply. Yes, didn't you know Labor is totally opposed to intervening in the market and capping prices on anything? Well, 
almost anything. The Prime Minister has this evening unveiled a major plan to reduce power bills, with National Cabinet agreeing to price caps on coal and gas. Gas to be capped at $12 a gigajoule and coal $125 a tonne for 12 months. Extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. Yeah, I don't know about you, but it seems to me like no politician in the two major parties gives a crap about rent prices going through the roof. And I think I might know why. Uh, Yes, I have... uh uh, a home I live in in Sydney and one in Canberra, and I have an investment property. Yes, Aussie Pollies love owning investment properties. So, if you can't afford your rent, have you considered becoming a federal politician? With a starting salary of over $200,000, imagine where you could almost afford to buy. A household would need to earn 197000 in Guildford. So anyways, in conclusion, rents are going up, house prices are going up, groceries are going up, electricity prices are going up. But you know what isn't going up? The price of tickets to news fighters at the Sydney Fringe Festival on September 15th at the Factory Theatre. If you use the promo code FRIENDS, you get 10% off. Buy your tickets now at burgerrings.com. That's burgerrings.com, September 15th, 6.50pm at the Factory Theatre. I hope to see you there. Alrighty, folks, that's news fighters for the month of August. Now, I'm going to be real and say... Sorry that News Fighters is kind of on the back burner in my life at the moment. I'm back on the bandwagon of making weekly TV shows again, and it doesn't leave much time for this podcasting stuff. And also, I don't know if you can tell, but making political comedy takes a lot more time under a competent and stable government. It was a lot easier when we had this genius in charge during a once in a century pandemic. Now it's like that movie in The Croods. The sooner we get there, the sooner we get there. But for a lockdown to work, the lockdown has to work. Whether the onions are on top or underneath, I'll always be buying sausages on on bread. I can assure you over the next few months, we're going to consider those jigsaw puzzles absolutely essential. Yes, I literally found those clips in five seconds. Do you know how long it takes me to find a clip of Anthony Albanese saying something stupid? Months. Months, I tell you. So anyway, Yes, News Fighters uh, will be on the back burner for the next little while. I'll try and get out episodes uh, when I can. I'm already thinking about a year in review episode, uh, which I'll try and get out. But in the meantime, don't forget we're doing News Fighters live on stage at the Sydney Fringe Festival, September 15th. I hope to see you there. As always, News Fighters is written, produced, and edited by me, Dylan Bain, for Irrational Fear. Thanks for having me, Dan. Follow me on Twitter at Dialabolical or email me at Dylan at Newsfighters. Remember, new episodes of News Fighters are now on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. Sign up and subscribe at irrationalfear.com and support me and all the great comedy work Dan does by chipping in at patreon.com slash irrationalfear. Or if you'd like to buy me a coffee, I like coffee, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And as always, we acknowledge that we record this podcast on the stolen land of the Gadigal people of the Eeyore Nation, and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and future. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcasting app you're listening to this on, and on YouTube, where you can watch all our old episodes at youtube.com slash newsfighters. We're also on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at newsfighterspod. All these links are in the show notes. It's been an honor and a privilege. Thanks for listening. Keep fighting, and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to.